Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. Uh, this is streaming service where... Streaming service? Wow. This is a podcast where we talk about streaming services. That's what you're supposed to say when you host a show, everybody, just in case you're curious. Good lord. It happens. Welcome to this particular episode where I'm apparently going to do that all the episode. Um, <laughs> guys, what we do here is we talk about streaming shows. Shows on streaming services like Netflix and Amazon and Disney Plus and HBO Max. Me. I'm your host, Greg Dietz. I'm out of my goddamn brain today. With me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two been today? Or your week's been, I should say. Ladies first. And I am not a lady, so. Oh, me neither. <laughs> oh, you're more lady than I am, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, I've had a really good week. Um, you know, I got vaccinated. Uh, Congrats. Yeah. And the only side effect that I experienced was extreme arm soreness in the injection site here in my left arm. Um, and it didn't even start. I didn't even feel the injection. Uh, I got it at 3.30 in the afternoon. About 9.30 that night, my arm started hurting. And the entire next day, if I moved my arm any lateral movement at all was just, oh, that sucks. But other than that, I was fine. Misty got her vaccination the next day. Same pharmacy. They were just completely booked up and only had so many doses to allocate on the Wednesday. So she had to go on Thursday. Uh, and her arm was the same way, but those were the only effects that either of us experienced. Um, and which vaccine did you get? The Moderna. Okay. Uh, so it's the first dose of the Moderna vaccine, which is the one I wanted to get uh, because of the effectiveness. And, uh, yeah, it's got a high, you know, higher percentage. Yeah, yeah. And it's 100% guaranteed that if the off chance that it breaks through the 4% uh, window there of protection that you do contract COVID, it's 100% effective against preventing a severe case of it. It would just be a mild case, so... Yeah. There, that that's all you can ask for, really. So I'm really pleased about that. Uh, other news: my Doctor upped up the uh, hormone dosage for me. So, yay! <laughs> I, I, you, you mentioned that to us earlier this week, and I literally, I think I responded to you with like, "That's good, right?" Because <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I just there's certain things I just don't know, so. <clears throat> Uh, when uh, we got our vaccine, um, we got the Pfizer. Uh, within 30 minutes, my arm was hurting. Um, and I do have some sort of autoimmune condition, so I'm not surprised. But, you know, other than the arm hurting for a few days, I would compare it to, you know, a light version of PMS. Just kind of a little run down for a couple of days at most, you know. <laughs> Yeah, now, that, that's something I forgot to mention. I was really tired, and that Thursday, 
I kind of slipped and just slipped and mm-hmm. slipped. And even that Friday, when normally we would have posted the show, I forgot that it was Friday. I just mm-hmm. lost a day. I've and lost I several days before. myself. <laughs> then I was like, late Friday evening, I was like, oh shit, I forgot to post the show today. Uh, I forgot to edit it yesterday. So I had to go edit it, which didn't take long. It's the rendering process that takes forever. So I had to let it render and everything and just set it to post the next morning. I was like, oops. <laughs> but it all worked out. What yeah. about you, Greg? Yeah. How's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. I think the, the thing that's been the hardest is that my, um, I don't know what it's associated to. It could be the vaccine. I, I don't know. But my dad has been having a lot of trouble with his legs. Um, I'm still having his, problems uh, with my hip and pelvis. So I understand. Yeah, he, um, I don't know if his knee still hurts, but his ankle has been absolutely fucking killing him. The problem is, is it's the ankle he drives with. So oh. we haven't worked a ton in the past, like, three or four days. Yeah. And uh, luckily, it's in the middle of the month. It's not the part of the month where we have to make rent, so we're okay. But um, uh, it seems to be getting better, which is nice. He, he you know, we're, we're doing what we can with it and whatnot, so. But uh, Sunday... I told you guys about this was such a weird fucking day. Uh, Sunday was my most eventful day. I, I woke up and I checked the, get my statement or get my payment. See if my parents uh, stimulus was coming in and they were supposed to get it this week. Hopefully they got it today. That's when it said it was supposed to be in their account. We'll see. Um, but uh, really, have you checked? Have you checked the website? Yeah, it says payment status not available. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of problems getting in there, but we did get ours uh, like in the middle of last week. Well, see, they released one batch last week on the 17th, and they released a batch today on the 24th. Yeah. I've still not gotten mine. I'm like... Um, I would check, because uh, that that was the thing, is I kept checking my parents uh, over and over. Well, my dad's primarily, but they share you know a fucking account. So, um, And... When I the week that I got mine, um, I kept checking theirs and and his kept saying over and over, not available, not available, not available. And it wasn't until Sunday that it said it should be there on the 24th. And I went, Oh, fucking cool. I got all excited about it, went downstairs, told my dad, got coffee, came upstairs, um, proceeded to just kind of hang out and do nothing in the morning. Uh, had to poop real fucking bad, got up to a little too fast, and um. Uh, well yeah but it wasn't a lot it was just enough for me to need to take a shower uh like the cleanup wasn't that bad and um but in the process of taking the shower and trying to wash off my underwear uh broke the shower head so uh my dad was like how bad did you break it can i fix it and i was like i it's the fucking top piece where you turn it to like get the different speeds of the shower head and he goes, yeah, I can't fix that. We have to go get a new one. I was like, ah, fuck. All right, whatever. My bad. I come back into the room after that situation, um, and uh, I'm just chilling, and I get, a, I get an email, and it's from DoorDash, and it was like, hey, you can get 30% off an order. No, it was $30 off. $30 off an order. No, it wasn't DoorDash. It was Uber Eats. It doesn't matter. Point is, is I was able to get $30 off an order, so I went and ordered fucking... Uh, Ordered some food for about $28 and ended up only having to spend the five to, uh, uh, for, um, to delivery fee. 
no delivery fee and then and then i tip the drive, driver five bucks so ten dollars for the whole meal which is really nice uh got all excited about that uh after i was done eating we went to home depot and i went to the showerhead aisle looked at all of them and i didn't want to spend too much so i got this 25 dollar one it looked nice enough it looked fine you know serviceable for a while as i'm walking up to the register i noticed on an end cap there's a uh there's a whole bunch of stuff. And one of the things is a Moen shower head and it has like nine fucking speeds on it. And it was only 30 bucks. And I was like, I know that brand. That's a trustworthy brand. This, whatever the fuck I have is not. Um, so I put that down and I, I pick up the Moen. I go to the fucking register and the girl, the girl scans it. She goes, that'll be $64. <laughs> I went, well, excuse no. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I went, ah, sorry, I guess I guess that was in the wrong area, and I thought it was 30 bucks. Uh, I'll, I'll go put it back and grab a different one. And she goes, no, no, I can change that for you. No problem. Pardon me? She goes, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. You said it was on an end cap? I go, yeah. And she goes, okay, we'll have someone go take a look at it. You, you get this for 30 bucks today. Sweet. Fucking oh. rad. <laughs> $60 fucking uh, shower head for 30 bucks. You know that you're getting older, too, when that's exciting, by the way? Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> So it's like uh, there's two things in my life that I want more than anything else, a new stove and a new dishwasher. <laughs> Those would make me the happiest girl in the world. I'd feel like fucking Cinderella. I get so I get so much more excited about like everyday items now than I do toys or games or shit. It's so funny. Um and deals. I get I and love, love to get I'll, a deal. I get excited over new toys all the time. Uh well. <laughs> You're a collector, so there's that. Well, um, I got some new stuff in the past week too. So yeah. Uh so we we head home um after that. And for the the, the rest of the day there wasn't a whole lot. I, I think I tried to take a nap, but um in the evening, uh my dad said, Let's go get some dinner. And I said, Where do you want to go? He said, you know, I want another impossible whopper. All right, let's go get you an Impossible Whopper. So I get their like new chicken sandwich. So onion rings. He gets the Impossible Whoppers and fries, whatever. No biggie. Uh, I um, I eat everything, smoke a whole joint, and then uh, I'm just chilling. And my brain was like, hey, you know that thing with Epic? Now, just to clarify some information, Epic owns Fall Guys now. Or I should say Mediatonic. The company who makes Fall Guys. There's a very light, likely high, uh, high, like, high probability, high likelihood. Thank you. That when Fall Guys comes to the Switch and the Xbox, it'll be a free to play, b cross play and cross save. Because of this, I would like to have my Epic account on my PlayStation. A long fucking time ago, when my nephews were still living here in Elk Grove, they wanted to play. Um, they wanted to play Fortnite on their PlayStation 4. They didn't have an Epic account. So I just tied my Epic account to their PlayStation because I didn't own a PlayStation at the time. Uh, when the Predator game came out, I don't know if you guys remember that or if you've heard of that game. Basically, yeah. one player's Predator, four players are the soldiers. Um, it was tied to Epic, but I had to create a new Epic account. Uh, I then tried to switch that yeah, out it was a pain in the ass yeah. long story short i was able to contact epic and they were like um 
yeah, can you just give us information about your the email tied to it and your like your gamer or your you know your gamer tag uh, a gamer tag that's tied to Epic on a different console? And I went, yeah, sure. So my email is you know chubrock three thousand gmail dot com. Y'all can email that all you want. My gamer tag is chubrockgeek. My uh, that's tied to Epic. My Epic account is chubrockgeek. My PlayStation is chubrockgeek. And I literally typed into that email. I think you see a pattern here. <laughs> So, they, so I get an email back. What's that? You think? What's that, Ben? Yeah, yeah. So, so I so I get an email back with like, uh, ha ha ha. Yeah, clearly you have a pattern. Um, I went ahead and just erased uh, whatever account was tied to your uh, uh, whatever PlayStation was tied to your Epic account. So now you should be able to tie your current PSN to Epic. I was like, fucking rad. So now when it comes to the Xbox and Switch. You know, I'll be able to have all my skins transfer over. Hopefully, they haven't said whether that's going to be the thing or not. But from you know a certain perspective, Rocket League and Fortnite did that. So why the fuck not now, Fall Guys? Uh, but here's where things took a weird turn. <laughs> so this is why I tell the story because it, the whole day was just up and down. Like it was like this sucked, but this was cool, and then this was cool, and then this fucking sucked. Um, so uh. Um, all of a sudden later that night, like about an hour after that whole ordeal, my stomach just felt terrible. Like it felt like it was bloating and I tried to lay down. It didn't help. It kept hurting and hurting. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it felt like I was really, really, really full, but nothing was happening. Um, at about 1110, I stood up and I was like, I'm just going to try to go back to sleep. And as soon as I stood up, I got that taste in mouth. Like I was about to throw up. Here's the thing about me. I never fucking throw up. I think the last time I actually legitimately threw up was maybe fucking 10 years ago. That's no Jeff. He goes like every 30 uh, years without throwing up. And I'm like, how do you do this? I yeah, I just I just never do. I like have a really fucking strong stomach. But whatever the fuck I have a really strong I, gag reflex. <laughs> you know, I, that's the funny part. I do too. I absolutely do too really strong gag reflex like if i smell or see anything that's a bodily fluid other than pee or blood it grosses me out and i will start to gag but i just don't throw oh up. my I just god have. i clean up cat puke on the daily because we have so many and jeff will know when i'm doing it especially if he's still in bed because i'll be going <laughs> trying to get it into the trash can oh, as quick as I can uh, and just so, not think about it. <laughs> so funny related story to that, Betty. Um, I had to, uh, I took Scarlett on a walk and sh she decided to poop. And I, I was like, okay, I got to pick it up. And I, there's this girl walking down the street who were like attractive. And I'm just like, hi, late. Oh. <laughs> I was just trying to, oh. Sorry, and they're fucking laughing their ass off. I'm like, I know this is oh, funny. <laughs> it's bad. Like that would be me. Stories. There'd be hot guys walking by, and I'd be picking up some Milo shit, and I'd be like, Bleh. "You're really." <laughs> I can't. I can't handle fecal matter, even my own. I will. I, I'm. I. I puke uh, so every time. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of deviate real quick from, I'm going to finish my story. And then I have a story for both of you. That's really fucking funny. And our audience will love that too. So let me, let me tell what happened. So about 11 o'clock I threw up 
It was a lot. And then I was like, hey, I kind of feel better. My mom was like, you never throw up. Are you okay? <laughs> like she got yeah. really worried. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I I, I feel a little bit better. I'm going to go lay down. She's like, yeah, go lay down. I wake up at two o'clock in the morning. I have to shit bad. And it is just not, it's not good. It was just like liquid death. And were you uh, having pain in like, you know, the upper abdominal area? No, no. It was just the only pain I had the entire night was just in my stomach. Like could, full on. It sounds like a, a gallstone, honestly. Because I had uh, chronic cholecystitis for over 10 years. And well, I hear, when I would have a gallstone, it, 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 yeah, I would have pain in my stomach. And then, like, within a few hours, I'd be sitting on the toilet, shitting myself and sweating to death, and then hot and cold, hot. You know what I'm talking about, Maya. You know? Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't I, that. It was, it was literally like, I, we, me and my dad figured it out. It was 100% the, the Burger King. Because he ended up having also liquid death shits, but he didn't have the stomach pain that I had. You shouldn't um, eat too many of those Impossible worker, work, Whoppers. They have a lot I didn't have an Impossible sodium. Burger. Okay. I didn't have one. Dad only had one. I had, yeah. uh, like I said, I had the Somebody must have had some nasty fingers. I think so. Like, there was something bad about it. But I've been fine since, like, Sunday or Monday morning, I woke up, no problems at all. And then Tuesday, no problems at all. Today, I woke up fine. I, no issues. So I don't think it's in, in like an underlying issues or anything. I think it was a one-time bad food situation. Um, okay. So onto the story that I think will make you both fucking laugh really hard. Uh, do you guys remember the, the, the show fear factor that was on a long fucking time ago? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a particular, in this particular episode, there was a challenge where they had to eat a martini of bugs. What yes. one of these contestants did was chewed up most of it and spit it back into the martini glass. I have to tell this very quickly or I will start to gag because it's that gross to me. Um, I, I was so grossed out by it. And I'm standing by the <laughs> fucking screen door in our house. And my brother is on the couch. Josh, he's just going so fucking puke through the screen door. Like puke through the screen door please like filter that shit that'd be hilarious and i'm just like no don't do that uh actually that would be pretty funny from a different from, you know what motherfucker get drunk and do it yourself you know not doing that um <laughs> so so i was like i was prepared to run out onto the grass and puke if i needed to which is really funny because i just should have been in the kitchen you know near the garbage can but my dumb fucking brain was like outside's a good idea where you can't clean it up. Um, Some dog will eat it. So it gets worse. <laughs> Grace, I'm standing. About a dog eating it. Hold on. It gets worse. I'm standing by the screen door. I'm gagging. I'm legitimately grossed out by this, but I can't stop watching. It just comes to a head. I'm like, I got to puke. So screen door's right fucking here. Like, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm like two feet from it. I run towards the kitchen. I was prepared to run out the screen door, ran towards the kitchen. I run inside, but it's just now it's just coming out. And it hits the fucking linoleum right where our like uh, microwave is. I slip on my own fucking puke, do a fucking baseball slide into the microwave stand. Josh stands up and goes, safe. My dad starts <laughs> fucking cry laughing. My mom is screaming at me about puking in the house. 
I get up just covered in my own puke. Okay, here's a tip from a, you know, once upon a time chronic puker. Put your hands over your mouth and hold it until you get to the closest receptacle. Betty, Betty, this was was when I was like 22. I'm 37. I'm well aware how to puke now. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, again, this was something I learned very, very young. Uh, Yeah, I've thrown up in my mouth with my hands over it many many times you know uh well there was uh on that note closest uh, thing is the bathroom sink uh when i was like i want to say 16 eh, give or take uh there was a uh uh, at the state capitol sacramento state capitol um we went there with my dad he was a he was a registered nurse at the time uh and he was uh I've been, I might have been 15. I don't remember. Anyway, um, and we were went there to do the MS walk. It was a charity event for multiple sclerosis. He had a lot of patients with multiple sclerosis, so that's why we did that. Um, and uh, before we went to the Capitol, we stopped off at Burger King, oddly enough, and uh, it didn't sit I see right. a recurring theme here. Yeah. Uh, Who does Burger, Burger King? King? Same exact Burger King, by the way. Oh, that's well, here's, yeah, That's the funny part. It's like, I've had Burger King plenty of times in between these two instances. Never had an issue. But, uh, yeah, weird. I don't know. That's, that's very fucking circum- or, uh, uh, coincidental. Anyway, um, uh, we were at the Capitol Steps. I'm not feeling great. My mom can see I'm kind of green around the gills, and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. My stomach hurts. I then do this because I'm about to fucking puke. And I put my hand over my mouth, but, like, I've done this. I've made a tinier hole for the puke to come out of. And it just rockets onto my brother's shoulder on Jeffrey's shoulder. He turns around, looks at me because he, he does this. And he goes, he puked on me. <laughs> my dad grabs the back of my head and just shoves it in the trash can right fucking next to us. Um, and then the smell of, of that hot trash. Well, I'm sure that I whatever was inside me fucking was out. And uh, so my dad then has to buy a brand new shirt for Jeffrey. And because, of course, it's a charity event, the shirts cost way the fuck more than they normally would. At the time, and the, t- and the size of Jeff, a shirt costs like maybe five bucks. This was a $40 shirt <laughs> back in like fucking the, the late 90s. Inflation would say that shirt was about 80 bucks now. Um and uh, uh, the other memory that I have from that same day is that I was, I like I said, I was feeling sick. So they they were just like, just chill up up, up with the um, the booths. Like there was a lady that my parents knew and I just hung out with her. And I kind of walked around the Capitol that day. But one of, my, one of the moments or one of the memories I have from that is that same day, there was a Star Trek convention in Sacramento. And uh, one of the guests that they had there was the, um, the guy who played the... Uh, Hologram Doctor from Voyager. Oh, yeah. I love him. Uh, he was there. And so Josh had ended up not feeling good. He came back up to the front. He didn't He didn't finish the walk. And so him and I were just hanging out around the Capitol. And all of a sudden, we just see that guy at the fucking door of the Capitol. <laughs> and we, we both were just like, do we say hi? Do we go talk to him? What do we do? <laughs> Peek on him. Yeah, go that's a good. Just tell him. Yeah. Just tell him what. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I get. But yeah, I think when I'm around people that are awesome. 
<laughs> all right, but, so uh, we're on limited yeah. time frame today. What are we going to do? Yeah, first? yeah, we should get we should get moving forward. Um, yeah, we'll just you know uh, uh, everybody. So welcome to this weird start to this podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about the first episode of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, and then we have a discussion that we need to talk about, even if it's you know briefly, but we need to talk about it. Um, so this is the second show in the phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think the next one will be Loki, but um, Falcon and Winter Soldier takes place six months after the blip, which if you're following what's going on in the MCU, that's when Hulk snapped everyone back into existence from Endgame. Uh, and uh, we pick up where Falcon is on a mission, uh, like, a, like a government contract to rescue... Um, some uh, military, bleh, I just bit my own tongue, military hostages. Uh, what did you guys like think of the episode going forward from that point? Um, what um, are your guys' thoughts? Well, uh, I did have to look up a little bit of information to know exactly where I was at, but um, overall, I didn't think it was a bad episode. It's definitely different than WandaVision. There's a lot of blow ups going on, you know. <laughs> um, I do like the fact that the Winter Soldier has um, gone on the straight and narrow is the best way to put it, and he's trying to make amends, but he's not very good at it. No, um, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, with just this first episode, uh, the show has a lot of potential. Uh, I was really, really pissed when he donated Captain America's shield. And the next thing you know, there's doofus Mick America, you know, because that, that's not now what the fuck. So, so <laughs> that's, just, uh, that's, that's the Patriot John Walker. He'll um, later likely become us soldier. As a matter of fact, the director of you, U.S. US Asian, my bad. Sorry, yeah, U.S. Asian, mm -hmm. my bad. Yeah, the director was in an interview like the day the episode aired, and he was talking about how like um, that character will be here to stay, but he won't be anything like the U.S. Agent from the comic books. Don't if know what that means his, exactly, if, but if you look at his costume, it looks almost exactly like the black U.S. Agent costume, right? Like the, yes. Uh, uh, so. But, I, you know, I really enjoyed this episode. You know, I, I thought the action was great when it was, you know, there. I love the story with Sam, you know, returning home to help his sister and nephews, uh, you know, and the facts that, uh, well, you're an Avenger, you know, don't you get paid? He's like, no, it doesn't work like that. We act on acts of goodwill. We're anonymous, you know, I, I mean... And he's like, he can't doesn't, even, even, though, even though he's world famous, he can't even get a, a bank loan to help his family out and he's struggling. And then with the obvious, well, to me, obvious, uh, but it's, it's not overt. It's the casual racism of him turning in the shield, saying that it just felt right that he shouldn't carry the shield, even though Steve gave it to him. And now here it is on white bread. Uh, and see, we're still know, not sure what's up with Steve. Nobody's actually said exactly what had happened to Steve. You know, and then we have this dude's like he's on a secret moon base. 
Well, so well, so the, what, yeah. we, what we know for a fact, what we know for a fact is that when he when he time traveled at the end of Endgame, he went to a different timeline to spend his life. Oh with. yeah, I completely forgot about then, that. He then came back to the original timeline as an old man to give the shield to to uh, Sam. So, yeah. so the the theory is that either a he's just living out the rest of his life in this timeline as an old man, because at this point he'd be like a hundred and fucking seven or some shit like that. Um, and uh, and that when uh, that he'll eventually just die, or he went back to the timeline where Peggy lived. But even if that's the case, Peggy's likely dead in that timeline. So who the fuck knows? But also, I think in that same vein, it's kind of like, who cares? He's not like you can't do anything with Steve. Like you can't really have him. I think the the best way you could handle it is like kind of what they did in the comics with She Hulk, and that's there's this whole comic line where Old Man Steve because. He did Old age properly. Steve. Uh, he's being sued by some other guy um, for uh, something that happened in World War II. Uh, and uh, Steve like hires She-Hulk to defend him. Yeah. Um, you could do that for the movies or the t- you know for the She-Hulk TV show, but I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think they'll likely do that. But I do I don't think, think this Captain America is going to be around for long either. Who the U.S. agent? Yeah, the, the one the that John they. Walker? Yeah, I don't. I mean, not as Captain America. I don't think he's going. No, no, that's. But temporary. I am curious to see who they're going to bring in as the new Captain America. Well, what will likely happen in the in the comics? Both Falcon and Bucky have both been Captain America. Yeah. Okay, so, that'll be cool. I yeah. think that's one of the biggest reasons that they have the show the way that it is is it's going to kind of go who's going to who's going to take the mantle um i i think that either one of two things is going to happen with us agent it's going to be an agatha thing where she's a one-off villain um maybe to come back big old fucking maybe we'll see um but essentially a one-off character that's just going to be a um a problem for this show. We know that Baron Zemo is the main villain of this show because they've advertised the living shit out of him. Um, but there could also be a swerve and there could be a bigger villain. I don't fucking well, know. Well, I still think based off the, the last episode of WandaVision that, you know, Agatha will be appearing in more uh, either series or uh, movies even because she is a huge fan favorite for one and right. Wanda's words to her if I need you I know where to find you she she's gonna make a comeback and, and that's I the big thing about that's the big thing about Marvel people have to understand is that if a character is a fan favorite they will find a way to bring the character back I yeah. know that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer canon to the larger MCU but um uh, Coulson was brought back from the first Avengers movie. Like he was killed yeah. by Loki and then brought like, so care, like you saying that hundred percent, very likely that she'll be back in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but if as you of go right on now, um, we don't know. Facebook and you look up for uh WandaVision and gifts, half of them are going to be her, not yeah, Wanda. They're going to be her because people absolutely love her. And she was great at the role as a, as a cheery, yo. Know, Sure, hun. And you know, I'm gonna kill you. I loved it. The she only, was amazing. The only characters that I know for sure are gone in the MCU are uh are gonna be uh Black Widow, Captain Ma- uh, Captain America, and Iron Man. And that's only because the actors playing them 
can't like they don't really want to come back necessarily like they're done um and with the MCU you kind of have to uh you kind of have to allow that to happen you have to let characters die in the MCU because where the comics you can just bring them back from a different timeline or something to that effect it's fine but Robert Downey Jr is getting old Chris Evans is getting old like well maybe not him per se but you get my point these actors aren't going to want to play these roles forever. And their their uh, agents are going to ask for more and more money as time goes on. So, like, you have to kind of let the character go. And uh, um, that being said, though, when a new thing comes out, a new show, something bigger, and it is, like, I'll, I'll say this much. We all love Agatha. She's great. We might fucking fall in love with John Walker. We don't know. Uh, yeah, I know that everybody hated him at the very end because of the implications put there. But, you know, it could, we could totally turn that around. We could end have up loving seen, John Walker. Have you seen the side-by-side -side comparison of him and the main character from Up with a Captain America mask on? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's pretty funny. I'll, I'll, I'll find it and send it to you later. It's great. You know what's really funny is that actor is not bad-looking. It's really funny no, because just, he looks funny in that mask. Oh yeah. Like they, they, I think they did that intentionally. They didn't want him to look as attractive as Chris Evans in it. So they were like, let make him look a little doofy. <laughs> um, Captain do rat. I mean, come on, look at that chin. My, my Dudley, suspicion, Dudley do rat, you know? Yeah. My suspicion of how they're going to play uh us agent is they're going to keep the idea of him being kind of a dick. Because the way that I explain, and I know, Betty, this won't make a whole lot of sense to you, but um, in the Green Lanterns, uh, there are a bunch of lanterns. Guy Gardner. It's he's a hot, like. He's, I fucking love Guy Gardner. So, yeah. He's so there's, such an asshole. There's Hal Jordan, who was a uh, fighter pilot. He's like a, he's a bit of a um, Boy Scout, if you will. Um, then there was Guy Gardner and Guy Gardner is like a, he's a, he's a dick, but he's also hilarious. Um, he's not like a complete piece of shit, but he definitely has moments of like, man, just shut the fuck up and get the job done. Um, and it's, it's always, it's always entertaining to watch. Uh, if Hal Jordan is Captain America, fucking US agent is Guy Gardner. Like that's the best way that I can put it. And, uh, um, but again, the director said that, you know, this U S agent is not going to be the same one that we recognize from, uh, from, uh, 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 the comics. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see what happens. I, I think one of the big things to me that's fascinating is they're playing with the, they're not playing with, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't put it that way, but they're definitely uh, using the idea of like racial injustice within even the MCU. Uh, you know, what kind of like what trauma can actually do to a person. And I fucking love that. Um, they're not just going, yeah. Hey, superhero show. They're like actually making, they're making things. Uh, I want to say serious. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really like the fact how they're dealing with Bucky's traumas uh from his times as Winter Soldier and now he's you know going and make trying to make amends. And that moment 
of realization when he realized that his friend that uh he's hanging out with that sets him up on a date the old the old asian fellow that he just murdered the guy's son because he was wrong place wrong time and just like sorry you witnessed this now you have to go and uh how it's eaten at him i love that they're dealing with that yeah you know the issues that Sam's dealing with, the issues that Bucky's dealing with, and then we know that those two have a very uh, rocky relationship anyway. Yeah. Uh, when when they do bring them together, I'm really looking forward to how it plays out. Hmm. Sorry. So, pe- so people have pointed out something about that. Uh, not specifically that scene that you're talking about, Maya, but the one where he's on the date with the, with the girl at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the big things they did with Tony's character throughout the MCU is dealing with his trauma and his uh, um, uh, PTSD mm-hmm. in different ways. Uh, you can see it throughout all the movies that he's in and whatnot. And, and there's a scene, I don't remember which movie exactly, but there's a scene where um, he uh, fixes like there's a, there's a perpetual motion device on it on a table and he fixes it with the arm that bothers him. Yeah, they did. The yeah, that was here. that was from the that was the second Iron Man movie. Okay, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, okay, second. Okay, oh, um, I just watched it recently. That's why. Oh, all right, <laughs> I wouldn't have spotted that because I haven't watched fucking Iron Man two and god knows how fucking long but um but yeah i thought that was like a nice little nod of like hey this character's dealing with trauma and here's how you can recognize it so i was really happy with that but um well yeah i uh i don't know i'm very excited to see where the show goes i mean we have we have the the flag smashers which is a gonna be an adversary for a while we know baron zemo's coming up i'm excited to see sharon carter into the fucking scene Though yeah, I, I will admit, sorry, I, was, I will admit I wasn't expecting John Walker. So there's that. I but, intentionally um, didn't even watch the trailer for the show. I just wanted to go in totally blind. And I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I'll say this yeah. much Disney. Sorry, Betty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm just saying, yeah, I agree. Uh, Disney does an excellent job at not spoiling anything. And I think that giving us Baron Zemo and giving us Sharon Carter and absolutely fucking nothing else is very clever because there's going to be stuff in the show that I'm not going to see coming. Like, um, same for WandaVision. I, there's, I mean, look at, look at the trailer, the, like the, 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 even the second to last or not second to last, but the, the last trailer that they made for Endgame, and then go watch, like go look at how they changed it for Endgame. Complete mm-hmm. fucking side, like sideswipe. So, I I personally think that even watching the trailers for these shows and stuff isn't going to change anything. I think we're all going to have the same experience. We're all going to have the same, like, what the fuck? So that's that's oh, that's. I, I agree. I agree. I just, you know, hadn't gone out of my way to watch it or anything like that. You know, it's just like, yeah, uh, you know, I. I it's so hard to judge what you're going to get from a trailer anyway. 
true sure, form. Sure, sure, sure. I, I just I do it so I don't form any preconceived notions about what I expect the show to be based on the trailer. Yeah, uh, I, I like to formulate that on my own, you know. Whereas a lot of people, and that's a problem in a lot of fandoms, they build up their expectations of what they think will happen. And then judge it based on their missed expectations instead of the merit or lack thereof of the what they're watching. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I certainly don't fucking do that. No, like, no. I, I, I just try to avoid any possibility of that. Gotcha. My expectations are usually in the vein of like, this looks like it'll be good. And yeah, so far with Marvel, it hasn't disappointed, but... You know, unlike unlike that Snyder cut. Oh God, I haven't watched that yet. I'm kind of like I'm still putting it off. Uh, yes, I will eventually. Nope. Did I send you Not guys the, the that, Did I send you guys the picture that Gamespot put up? Uh, it basically breaks down each part into uh, digestible chunks, so you don't have to watch it all in one go. Cool. Well, like I mean. Part of there's each chapter is bookmarked in the in the in the show. It's like seven parts or something like that. It's it, I got a lot to say about it, I, I, but well, you know that's neither here nor there because we're not reviewing that. But what right. you guys think? Should we go ahead and give us a grade for the first episode yeah. of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, I want Betty to go first on this since I did like eighty five percent of the talking. <laughs> Um, I think I give it a B plus, you know, it's a good beginning and I think it has a lot of potential and I'm curious to see where it goes. So, uh, what about you, Maya? Uh, I'm going to give it an A. I thought it was really solid. Well done. I like the, uh, the issues that we're getting, you know, that help add depth and layers to these characters that you can't get from a two to two and a half hour movie especially with an ensemble cast. Now we get more focus on them. So uh, just in the setup, I think it was really set up very well. And I'm excited to see more. So I'm going to give it an A. And Greg? Greg froze. Uh, I mirror what you guys say, how how well it looks. Um, Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Am I audible? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Ooh. Um, what you guys said, I think it was uh, an excellent episode. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Uh, um, I think I'm not giving it an A plus because it it seemed to be a slower paced production than I was expecting. Uh, but then maybe that's because I was expecting something. So there's that. But um, like it was like that opening sequence was just action, and then the rest of it was not. Uh, I was kind of hoping to maybe see like uh, Falcon take on another um, uh, you know thing, but I think the direction they took it with you know Bucky's trauma and the fact that Falcon has to deal with racial stuff. I mean, that's actually something from the comics that is was existent in the comics. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've, I I don't know if I've mentioned this, but there was an issue that a friend let me borrow from I think the seventies, and it was. Uh, uh, maybe the early '80s, but it was uh, Shield basically told all these Avengers. Like seriously, there was like a hundred fucking Avengers in the Avengers Mansion, and Shield came in and said, 
there can only be six. So everyone else has to go except for these six or some shit like that. Falcon wow. is one of the ones at the chopping block. So suddenly there was now a, a threat. And so uh, all the Avengers were heading to a location to fight the threat. And on the way there, uh, Falcon and uh, Iron Man are flying together. And Fal Falcon is talking about how like he knows that, you know, part of what part of the reason that he was cut is because he's black. He's like, they don't ever give me missions. They always put me on the sideline. I'm always dealing with cats in a trees type of situations. I know what's going on. I'm not blind to it. To which then he joined the West Coast Avengers or whatever. But uh, Interesting uh, how it mirrors the bad boys in a way. Or the boys. Not the bad boys. So, yeah. I, was say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we'll see more of that too. I really do. I think, I think we're going to see more of like uh, uh, explanations for how the world works, and and I really hope that they they follow through with a show that had kind of been bouncing around called Damage Control, which is about um, insurance people via the MCU. Oh, um, like look at all this collateral damage people have caused. Yeah. Who's responsible yeah. for all the cleanup? I and... think about that every time. There was that, yeah, that show's been bouncing around for a hot minute, but I, they haven't said if they're going to make it or not. I really hope they do because it could be, it could be really interesting. It could be funny and it could be interesting into how that works. So, um, because that's the other thing about the opening of that of that scene is that like Falcon just straight killed a bunch of people. Like we saw terrorists die in the opening sequence of that show. So yeah, like hey, I love. I love the fact that they brought uh, George St. Pierre's character back from uh, civ was it Civil War? Was he um, in Civil War? The one where Cap and yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Civil War, where Cap and Black Widow at the beginning are on the cruise, the battleship, and they have to, you know, take out these terrorists. And while they're taking out these terrorists, she has to download information from the hard drives on the ship's facilities while Cap's fighting everybody. George St. Pierre was playing Blackrock, I think it was. Okay. I was uh, like, I have to watch that because uh, the most that I remember from that opening sequence is, is you know, the, the, the part with, with Scarlet Witch and, you know, Crossbones killing himself. Um, okay, that, that was Civil War. Then I must be thinking about Winter Soldier. I haven't watched Winter Soldier in a hot minute, so it might be him from Winter Soldier. But I, I honestly don't remember. No, um, that's, that's not the same name. Uh, you looking it up? Yeah, I'm going to look up his name. I'm, I'm misremembering the name. While I'm looking well, that up. Yeah, I was like, let's move on to the topic that I wanted to bring up. Um, so this is a little heavy, everybody. I just want you to understand that. Um, no, it's Bat Rock. B A T R O C. Bat Rock. He was in Winter Soldier too. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. That's I didn't. I didn't even recognize. That's rad. Um, had no idea. Uh. So uh, uh, the subject that I want to bring up is in the past two weeks we've had two mass shootings in this country, one of which was targeted towards Asian Americans. Now, whether the guy who shot everybody says that he did it for uh, um, racial reasons or because it's women, what the fuck ever reason he had. 
it doesn't matter because it brought to light something that pisses me the absolute fuck off. I actually just did a podcast with my buddy Anthony, and at the end of it, I did I had the same. I did it like a little because there's a trend in this country that is infuriating, and that's when something happens that affects our lives, affects others' lives. And the person who is perpetuated in that crime, uh, not crime, not even have to be a crime. It could be something innocuous, like a fucking virus. People are targeted. People who are associated with that targeted. So, for example, in this situation, the virus comes from Wuhan, China. Suddenly, all Asian people in this fucking country are now targeted by idiots. Uh, I remember back to 9-11. Because it was Muslims that, I, I assume they were Muslims, I don't fucking know, but they were Middle Easterns for sure, that flew the planes into the Twin Towers. Suddenly in this country, every single person of Middle Eastern descent was targeted. I remember hearing on the news every fucking, like, every week, a new Middle Eastern person was beat to death or shot or for whatever reason. If you are a smart, logical person in this country... And you see this shit and you go, this is wrong. I mean, I could even go as far back as like, you know, Pearl Harbor and putting you know Japanese people in internment camps, but whatever. Uh, if you see well, this. The Asian American has not had a good history in America, period, from uh, when no. they first started coming over until today. And we have basically ignored the fact of Asian American violence uh, for a very long time. And it took something this horrendous to bring it to the forefront. What, what the thing that sucks to me, Betty, is that for me personally, it's, it's not what brought it to the forefront. Uh, Cause I've known about it for a long fucking time. It's like, in this oh, fucking we have, time, but do the, does the news talk about it? Like they right. do black no violence problem. or, any other violence out there that is a perpetrated upon a certain group of people, they really don't. I noticed that until this happened, uh, there was an explosion of speaking about the Asian American violence that goes on in this country that should have been a talking point all along with all the other people that we, you know, Americans target you know, as a group. And unfortunately, they were kind of swept under the rug for a very, very long time. Absolutely. Um, the uh, uh, the thing in this country that I, I think we've talked about on this podcast and I've talked about to other people, and this is something that you, you people have to understand. If you're not white in this country, you have been treated fucking terribly in this country. Period. And, like, I'm not even just talking about, like, you have to be white Anglo-Saxon. You have to be, like, you know, Betty in the background right now has Celtic music going on. But when Irish people came to this country for the first time, do you think they were treated fairly and, 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 and justly? No, Fuck they you. had very derogative words for them that were, a lot of people said they were worse than blacks. You know, and it, it wasn't a good situation for them. I mean... Throughout American history, we have had uh, 
a circle of continually uh, berating and belittling groups of people that they felt didn't belong. And, you know, it's time for that cycle to end. It, It needs to stop. And that's the great thing about the internet. That's, that's, I think the, the best thing about the internet is that now people are seeing this. Now people understand. I've known about it for a long time. I've been, I've been taught this stuff from a long fucking time. I've watched things that they're like, Hey, look at this, look at this history. Look at this information. I remember seeing a news headline that was like a white guy killed an Irishman in New York. And the way the news headline was written was like, uh, was very derogatory towards the towards the uh, the, the the victim, um, and I remember seeing that, just going, "You have to be fucking kidding me!" And I, and I, of course, did the rabbit hole of like all sorts of shit in this country that has just been fucking terrible. Like, there was a story in the 1950s of a young black girl that was kidnapped, and when the mom went to the police uh, station to report it, um, they did nothing, and I went. That's terrible. I'm glad we don't do that today. And then somebody was like, hey, no, we do. Look at the news when 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 a person of color is 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 kidnapped. How much does the news talk about it versus a young girl that's white? I was like, Mm -hmm. holy shit. Uh, There was a case there in Abingdon where a um, Mexican woman's daughter who was 15 went missing and this was years ago. The police didn't do anything about it. They didn't advertise it like they would have if it had been a white girl, you know, and it's sickening to me because, you know, unlike a lot of America, let's get down, sweetie. I grew up in a world where, you know, there were people of every ethnicity, creed and color to be found and to, you know, realize the rest of the world was not like that was pretty shocking to me, you know, so, and coming here. And when I found out about that girl's story, I got really upset, you know, because she's still a child. She was 15 years old and you did nothing. You just consider her a runaway and you do nothing. I'm sorry. She's 15. If she's not old enough to consent, to be able to do all the things that adults can do, then she is a child and she needs to be brought back. You know, they had the resources. They just didn't use them. Yeah. Hold up a second. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say that um, uh, in regards to why we're bringing this up now, the Asian community is hurting with with a pres- with an ex president with an ex president that would say China virus. Yeah, uh, and who- yeah, not just that like that. I mean, you know, Jeff's made it a point many many times. China. That's how he yeah. said it. China, yeah, you know, into a microphone. It's like nails on a chalkboard. It was, it was more than one syllable, so the fucking asshole had to fucking think really hard how to pronounce it. I guess. Yeah. At but least it was. Yeah, from, I'm uh, glad he's gone. Imagine I, I love the fact from, we've not uh, heard shit from him in two Bhutan. months. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, that's it's not- like every, you know, every time I get on Facebook and Twitter, I'm like, it's so nice. I don't have to listen so, to this shit anymore. <laughs> So it's not entirely true that we haven't heard from him because uh, he he has put out um, like presidential letters from the the uh, the office of him, and they are basically Twitter posts. 
They are basically Twitter posts. Yeah, but, but I don't have to read them when I go on Twitter, so I'm happy. Right, right, right. Yeah, you can avoid that shit like the plague. I think it's kind of funny because... You know, you that's know, the saying that we should get rid of, avoid it like the plague, because we've seen Americans don't give a fuck about avoiding plagues. Honey, they never have, and it's not they just, just Americans. They, they just want to blame people for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what right. this that's, all boils down to is exactly hundred percent when when something happens in our society that somebody suffers or it affects everyone's lives, they just want to blame someone. And the problem is, it's generally usually a specific race or it's a disparaged uh, group. It's, it's definitely a disparaged group. Yes. Yeah. Throughout history. Um, from the one in the 1300s and on, because those were the ones that we first knew about. There are earlier plagues, but they weren't the same. Um, but Jews have typically taken the brunt of plagues. They've been uh, they were accused of poisoning wells. They were accused of uh, you know having deals with Satan. Uh, the fact that they were unconscionable people. There was one story I read in the 1500s. They took a group of Jews on a boat. And this was in England. They took a bunch of Jews on a boat and stuck them on an island that they knew was going to flood. And there would be no survivors. And they didn't care. They didn't care at all. You know, from from that point on until... You know, when the Jews started coming over here because of the um, pogroms and, you know, the Holocaust, they have been horribly treated throughout history. I mean, blamed for everything. It's insane. And now Asians are feeling that. And it, it not even a it's not the whole thing, but they're feeling a fraction of it from this already on top of what they've had to deal with to begin with being Asian Americans, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, uh, the thing to me that, uh, the thing to me that upsets me the most is that as a white person, I've always had this concept of this country being a country of acceptance and prosperity um, it's been it's been drilled into my head since I was a kid. And as that was I get older, intent. I know it was indoctrination. Uh, I, it's really, really, really hard to accept the fact that your country is racist. It's really, really mm-hmm. hard to accept the fact that your country that you have grown you up in is fucked and up. You- you know, you love the idea that you were sold as a child, you know, yes. and you wish it would be that way. And I mourn it, you know, because I know we're all in a close enough age range that, you know, when we graduated, we thought things were only going to get better. And it wasn't. But a few years later, shit hit the fan and everything went downhill. And that's when I say, you know. The terrorists won because while they may not have taken out, you know, a whole entire city, they did create a horrible division among all Americans. 
-hmm. And it's sad. It's really, really sad because I really thought we only had one place to go and that was up. And 9-11 just threw us down into a spiral that we can't seem to find our way out of. I think, honestly, a part of that too, Betty, is not just 9-11, but the internet. Um, oh, yeah. It being, the, it being the wild, wild west, like uh, the, the, the age of information has also turned into the age of disinformation. If you mm -hmm. look at any age and time that has a has a name behind it, like um, like the like the Bronze Age or something to that effect, or the Medieval Age or whatever, there's always something that's a real big negative or downside to it, and uh, that's the same thing with the Information Age. Um, the biggest downside to the Information Age is uh, is the internet. It's a hundred percent the 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 fact that we we aren't regulating certain parts of the internet which is hard to do because you can't do that you can't just regulate certain parts of the internet necessarily like yes you can put regulations on facebook but that doesn't mean you're putting regulations on all social media um but then that turns into a slippery slope of like how much regulation do you put down and how like you have to force the companies to change and it's a pain in the ass. The reason I bring this up is because, uh, to me, as much as I love the internet, it's what brought me to YouTube. It's what brought me, you know, all the podcasts I've ever done. It's, it's great. Um, my closest friends are because of the internet, whatever. Uh, the biggest issue that I, I, I have is, there has been a significant lack in critical thinking in this country. And I don't know what that's from. We can have whatever the fuck we want on the internet. We can have people spouting whatever we want. We've had people, uh, 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 conspiracy theorists of all kinds everywhere. Somebody like QAnon would have been laughed out of a room in the nineties, but today he has a platform that people believe. And then you have news organizations that pop up out of nowhere that spout that bullshit. It's well, very, you know, and the education to system hasn't taught children better. You know, my, what do you right. think? I mean, you know, they're not really giving our kids the tools to protect themselves in situations like that and to question because they yeah. demand obedience. The educational system is not designed to teach critical thinking or rational thought. It's designed, as you said, to create obedient workers. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Uh, it's like, oh, they set these arbitrary bars uh, and say, you must be at this level by this time in your life instead of letting kids learn at their own pace, learn about what that fascinates them. Uh, what they're truly interested in, and it puts these insane pressures on them. And, you know, by the time they do graduate, it's broken them to the point to where, yeah, they're going to be obedient little workers. I, 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 I hate our system so much. Yeah, uh, and, you know, the problem is, is they're not, you know, doing it because it is, it is hard, but at the same time, the parents aren't doing it either. 
And, you know, when it comes to the Internet, this is the age our children are growing up in. This is what they know. I think it's the duty of a parent to inform their children of how to think critically when viewing things on the Internet, not to believe them. You need, I mean, for everything, parents are the number one go to it's like you know why are asian people getting beat up because somebody's fucking parents didn't teach them right from fucking wrong you don't do that shit you don't hit people period it's just not done you know it's 100 it's unless it's 100 unless, unless they hit you first then i condone hitting well back yeah but you, but you know that i know what you're saying whack the shit out of them walk away you know like jesus said turn the other cheek and i'm an atheist so <laughs> <laughs> that jesus guy had some good ideas though yeah uh, i love jesus can't stand his followers <laughs> you know, here's the thing like if you really translate look what jesus was he was a total fucking communist and oh, gosh, followers, yeah. socialist, socialist, absolutely. His followers would detest and loathe everything he stood for if he were. Yeah, if he came back today, be like, "Whoa, I don't think you got what I was saying right at all." You know, he'd be like, "What is this? This is not what I planned." I think that's why but, he hasn't come back. If he can, yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> Again, but when it comes to the know, Asian like American to, like. community, people need to understand that these are Asian Americans, and that's the important word. They're Americans. They had yes. nothing to do with what happened in China. And even the people in China really had nothing to do with what happened in China. It was the government, plain and simple. Just like when shit yeah. goes wrong here, it's the government. You know, they didn't do enough, should, or, uh, they, you know did too much in certain areas and it causes problems. I mean, um, you know, people are people are people and one group of people is not responsible. You know, the entire Asian people are not responsible for this pandemic and people need to get that through their thick skulls. Stop trying to blame them for something that is not their fault. Absolutely. If, if uh, I want, I want to finish this up real quick because, uh, it's approaching um, one o'clock on your guys' time, and we got to wrap it up. Uh, there are some things you can do to help the Asian community. There's a website you can go to, which is Stop AAPI, which stands for Asian American Pacific Islander Hate.org. That's Stop AAPI Hate.org. Um, that website will take you to some, some charity donations, or it'll take you to uh, certain aspects that you can do to assist. The Asian community in, in this. Another thing you can do is educate people around you that this is happening. Uh, show them the the you know footage that's been happening right now. The the old lady in San Francisco that just got beat up, but then just fucking destroyed the guy trying to beat her up. Um, uh, <laughs> her her GoFundMe, by the way, her I think her grandson set up her GoFundMe has hit almost a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that God woman damn. deserves it. She's my hero. She's awesome. I won't be that uh, badass at that age. <laughs> but there are there are a lot of aspects, a lot of ways that we can help the Asian community. And um, and not just the Asian community. Go out of your way. Do some research. Find ways that you can help the Native American community, the Black community, the, the, the Jewish community. There are ways that you can help without spending money. There really are. And I have to say, the Native American community definitely needs your help because they have been fucked left and right throughout everything. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
But it, it never hurts to give. Give to any charity that you feel like you need to give to. Help a person today. Um, be I know be that Jeff and I, That's Yeah, well, Jeff and I personally, we donate to a local food bank every year because it's we're not wealthy, but we're not starving. And I know a lot of people in this area are, you know, and it's like we donate to the the free spay and neuter clinics you know these are things that we do do even a smile at somebody or helping somebody with their groceries or opening a door and this is not you know chauvinistic or you know misogynist you don't have to open a door for a woman you can open a door for a man as a woman you can open the door for another woman or a man you know just be if nice there's somebody, be courteous there's somebody, behind, there's somebody behind me i'm opening a door for somebody yeah <laughs> right you know I mean, it's just a nice thing to do. Be a fucking human. It's not that hard. Do unto others as you would have done to yourself. It's a very easy proverb. If we all live by it, we'd all be a lot better right now. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, everybody. Uh, again, if you if you want to help the Asian community directly, go to stopaapihate.org. They'll give you a lot and of the info. links will be in the description, people. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, well, everybody, thank you so much for, for watching. Um, I hope you take what we said to heart. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the second episode of uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, if we add anything to it, which I don't think we will, we'll let you guys know on the social medias, which you can find down below. Uh, that's where you can also find the link to our merchandise page on uh, Teespring. Get a mug or a mask or a shirt, whatever you want. Um, and it helps out the channel directly. Uh, make sure you go to the YouTube channel, give that a subscribe, because now we have a video version of the podcast where you can see our beautiful faces. Um, uh, that's I think that's it for that. Uh, Maya, where can folks find you? Uh, find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, it's a public profile, so if anybody wants to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, they can also follow me on those. And some of the uh, spicy memes she posts. <laughs> she does buy some, do some spicy memes, so. I mean. Worth following. I'm, I'm gonna piece. I'm gonna piss some people off. I'm sure. Oh, but, yeah, hey, we don't need them. We don't need them around our podcast. But uh, you can also catch me on two shows, two other podcasts on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Uh, one is Figure Banging. It's every other Wednesday at 9:30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I got an episode tonight as the day we're recording this. And uh, the other is every Friday at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern, which is Nerd Life Syndicate, which is tonight at 9 p.m. If you're uh, listening to this today, we published it. <laughs> but yeah, every other Wednesday and every Friday, uh, Realm of Collectors on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe, like, follow. And do that for our own channel on YouTube, all queued up. Subscribe, like, follow, whatever. You know, hit that notification bell. Uh, you know, we appreciate the support. And that's uh, everywhere you can find me. Betty, what about you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Bright Betty on Twitter. And you can find me at um, Betty Badger Ogletree on Facebook. It is public. So uh, give me a shout. What about you, Greg? Well, there's actually one more thing you can shout out, Betty. What? Your YouTube channel. You uh, video on. That's a new thing. Give me time. Give me time. All right. All right. 
because <laughs> a lot of my kids' videos are on there. So give me time. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, we'll 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 get that better out there when when uh, time comes. Uh, you yeah. guys can find me um, Chub Rock Geek on all socials. Uh, I, I've been doing a lot of stuff with Anthony lately, um, the guy that I did the Mission Start podcast with, and um, uh, we have a we just recorded a new episode this last week. He'll have that up eventually, I assume. Uh, but if you want to, what he's been doing over the past month or so is uploading segments from a, a Let's Play series that him and I did called What's on Tap. Um, this is also where uh, um, hyperbole. And uh, uh, hyperbole. That's yeah. I don't know if that's uploaded yet, but when the uh, Super Meat Boy episode, that's that's where that came from. I think it was anyway. But yeah, yeah. He's, was. So he's been uploading that to the channel. So if that's something that might interest you, go check that out. Um, but we should have uh, the the new podcast up here very soon. And if you just search Mission Start Podcast on on Google. It should take you to our to all the pages and stuff, but also wherever you find your podcast. It looks like him and I are going to be doing a quarterly episode where we just kind of you know catch up and talk about games and stuff. So that should be fun. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for me at the moment. Um, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. That website again, one last time, is stopaapihate.org. Go check it out. Do some do some good in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, we're just going to watch Captain, Captain Falcon. I almost say Captain Falcon every time. Falcon and Winter Soldier next week. Same. (laughs) Uh, go watch that. Join us and, uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Peace, love, and polypops, everyone. Take care, everybody.